0: Hey everyone, Janessa Storley here with What's Happening in Wollstone. and I am so excited for this upcoming podcast episode. I had the privilege of sitting down with Garrick Hyde, who is the president of CHI St. Alexius, along with Brittany Mayo, who works for the CHI St. Alexius Foundation. And we talked all things Clay Walker concert coming up on September 9th and about all of the improvements coming to CHA St. Alexis in Williston. Our hospital has been needing these upgrades for a long time. And it was just so exciting for me to hear about all of these changes. And I cannot wait for you to hear from Garrick about all of the work that they have been doing behind the scenes, um, including a behavioral health unit, expanding our ER, um, and so much more, you guys. And so please, I know this, podcast is a little bit lengthy, but it is certainly worth the listen to hear about all of the great changes and a lot of the behind the scenes things going on at CHI St. Alexius. Now, don't forget about the Clay Walker concert. We're going to touch on all of that, but that will be going on September 9th. Doors open at 5 p.m. and it will be at the Williston Arc. And throughout the podcast, you will see, you'll hear different ways to purchase those tickets and they are going fast. Um, But yeah, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode with both Garrick and um, Brittany from CHI St. Alexius. I'm Janessa Storley here with what's happening in Williston. I am sitting here with Garrick and Brittany. They are from CHI St. Alexius here in Williston and they have some very fun um announcements and events coming up that i just wanted all of you guys to know about and the first one is certainly this clay walker concert coming up september 9th brittany can you explain a little bit more about it yeah absolutely so on september 9th um
1: at uh, the Williston arc at 5 p.m the doors will open for our uh, first ever hometown healing charity concert um, we wanted to bring a very unique event to williston for our signature fundraiser uh, this year, after um, retiring our, our golf classic, um, and uh, we chatted for a little about a little over a year, um, did all of our research and decided that this was the route that we wanted to go. So this event has been in the making for a little, uh, just about a year. Um, so we brought in Drive North, who is a production and promotion team from California. They also have an office here in Williston, um, and they worked tirelessly to negotiate with Clay Walker's team and to get him to come here. So we're so excited, um, and, um, the, uh, gentleman who's opening for him is Ben Haggard. So we haven't made the public announcement yet, but we can talk about it. Um, Ben Haggard is Marl Haggard's son. Okay. So he'll be opening for Clay Walker. So doors open at 5, music starts at 7. Um, both artists will play for uh, 60 to 90 minutes each. Um, Williston Parks and Rec is going to be running the bars, um, so they're also going to be raising um, funds for their programs as well. Uh, Clay Walker is going to sign uh, two handmade acoustic guitars the morning of the show that we'll raffle off throughout the course of the evening. Okay. And um, we'll have eight food trucks on site, um, and
0: it's gonna be a great night we so it excited. sounds like it yeah. eight food trucks wilson parks and rec partnership like that's amazing
2: children are welcome as well okay great yeah awesome. so even though they're they're beer cells it's a family-friendly event for all ages
0: okay good to know and so um in terms of ticket pricing and tickets and all of that kind of stuff, what can people expect? Where can they go to find sure. to that information? Uh, tickets can be purchased either
1: through our website, uh, Bulletin, uh, dot org, um or you can purchase through Clay Walker's website, claywalker.com, okay. or Ben Haggard's website, benhaggardban.com ben as well. Um, we have low bleacher seating, which is $40 a piece, and then
0: general admission standing, which is 50 Okay. Awesome. And all of this will be in the Wilson Arc and it's primarily going to be basically like where the walking track is downstairs in the basement. Yes. Is that correct? In okay. the basketball courts. So okay. um,
1: Drive North is bringing in a false floor to protect the basketball courts and the track awesome. because we want to make sure we're good community partners and we take care of What has become kind of an iconic space in Williston. so making sure we protect the floor um, We'll be bringing in or they will be bringing in almost a hundred foot long stage and they are um, Suspending three high-definition 20-foot video walls from the ceiling Um, so um, You know professional lighting sound Everything across the board from from these guys. We're really lucky and excited to have them.
2: It won't look like a basketball court (laughs) It will look like the the professional, you know, environment that you expect uh-huh. in a high-end performer. Okay. It'll yes. be an incredible experience.
0: Awesome. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like it. And it sounds like you guys and your partners are putting in a lot of work to really bring in that concert experience here in Wilston because sometimes I feel like that's something that we really lack is a wonderful concert venue. Yes. And it sounds like you guys are really creating a space for that here in Wilston which is awesome. Yes.
2: Thinking about this... Concert strategically, if this goes well, if the public you know, supports the event, it could lead to a concert series, which could lead to paving the way for an event center here in yeah. Wilson. I mean, we're hoping that this will open up economic doors for the community that will benefit the community, not just the hospital, but the whole community by being able to, to build the appropriate venue so we don't have to use the basketball court next year and the year after. Yeah that we could actually build a, a wonderful convention center, something like that here. Yeah,
0: I think it's definitely needed in Wollaston, especially with how much our population have grown mm-hmm. here. So that's awesome. And then I know you also have a few other fundraising things kind of trickled in that weekend too. Can you kind of touch on that?
1: Yeah, so when we started looking at what we were going to do for fundraisers this year, we really wanted to create a day where we could celebrate Wollaston. Williston is such a unique uh, area in the Midwest and we wanna celebrate all the diversity and everything amazing about Williston. So um, Saturday, September 9th, all three of our events are happening on the same day. It's gonna be a crazy day. We're gonna have something for everybody. In the morning at 8.45, um, registration will begin for our Sugarbust 5K. Um, And then from 11 to three, we're actually having a free community fair. So we'll have um, like bounce houses and um, vendors and activities and giveaways and that sort of stuff. We'll have a local stage for um, local performance dance teams, musicians, comedians, anybody who wants to come out and perform on stage. And then that will
0: lead into the Clay Walker show uh, later okay. that evening. So. Awesome. Big day. A big <laughs> <sounds> day. Big <laughs> day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to make this big day happen, do you guys need volunteers? Yes. Okay. So... Um, I
1: think, as of right now, we're okay on volunteers for the community fair and the uh, 5K, okay. um, but we do need about 100 volunteers for the Clay Walker Show. We're almost halfway there, okay. um, so volunteer help would be fantastic and
0: much appreciated.
2: And you get to see the concert for free if exactly. you're a
0: volunteer. Exactly. Okay. And where can they go if they are interested in volunteering that evening? They can actually just email me. Okay, yep, yeah, great. So you can
1: go to the um, Wilson Foundation uh, website. My emails and phone numbers right on there. You can give me a call or shoot me
0: an email. Perfect, yep. great. All right, yeah, volunteers are always so crucial. Um, yes. But then, aside from volunteers, sponsors are also huge as well too. Huge,
1: we have seen um, some amazing support from our sponsors. We have a lot of businesses that are actually supporting us for the first time uh, because of the show. So um, just a quick shout out to um, the sponsors we have so far. Um, our media sponsors um, are Ask, Tran- Ask Transportation, excuse me, um, WellPro, Knife River, Western Cooperative, um, Credit Union, Dawa Solutions Group, Delaney Distributors, uh, First International Bank, and Basin Electric uh, Cooperative. Um, Our hero sponsors are Stealth Energy Group, One Oak, uh, Williston CBB, and uh, Broughton Plumbing. What's really cool about our hero sponsors is with their sponsorship level, they get their perks, but they also get 10 general admission tickets that they can then um, donate to anybody that they think is a hero. It could be a teacher, um, a healthcare professional, a first responder, a police officer, a military veteran, but they get to, we get an opportunity to help them also give back to the people that are heroes in our community, so that's a pretty cool sponsorship level. Um, and then um, American State Bank is actually our first sweet sponsor, it's our highest sponsorship level. Um, so over the course of three years they'll donate um, $35,000 to help renovate one of our um, emer- our new emergency department suites and then they'll have their name on the room for the lifetime of the room. So um, we do still have space for sponsors so more um, sponsors are always more than welcome. So awesome and do they contact you for yes. sponsorship? Yes, okay. they can contact me and all of the funds that we bring in not just for this event but all of the funds that we bring in through the foundation in general are um, stay in Williston, they stay completely local, um, they are not used outside of this facility in this community, so they're okay. used to um, help fund improvements for the hospital and improvements
0: in healthcare in Williston in general, so. Great, I mean, it's kinda kind of cool. Well, I think this concert in whole is just bringing in such a great, I don't know, I would have to say like a a really big economic push as well and you've mentioned before, Um, an economic impact report. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure, so when we first started um, planning for this concert uh, last year in October, um, we actually uh, contacted um, a risk expert. And in addition to doing a risk analysis, he also did an economic impact study. Um, to see what the positive economic influx would be for Williston. Um, And for a concert of this size, we anticipate anywhere between a quarter of a million to half a million dollars coming into Williston that will positively impact the economy here. So people coming in and spending money. Um, We've actually seen ticket sales coming in from Oregon, um, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, West Virginia, Um, Saskatoon Saskatchewan they're coming from literally all over the continent not just the country but the continent so um, it's gonna be fantastic for you know not just um, not just us and our patients and our projects it's gonna be so good for the community and the local businesses
2: tickets are going fast so yes for the local For our local friends in the community, the advice is to get them soon before they're gone.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: And where again can people go to buy those tickets? They can go to um, claywalker.com, benhaggardband.com, or they can go to uh, the local CHI Williston website and purchase them there through the foundation.
0: Okay, perfect. Um, And so I know from the sounds of it, especially like with the suite sponsor and those kind of things, that CHI here is going through a lot of changes. Garrick has been such an asset to our community. Um, So I just wanted to thank you really quick for that. I've heard so many positive things about you. Um, But I'd love to hear kind of the vision and and the work that's going on here at CHI.
2: Thank you. Uh, We couldn't do any of the expansion work that we have planned without the wonderful support that we've already seen from the community in the donations that come to our foundation. And as Brittany was just talking about, all of the projects that I'm going to talk about, all of these renovation projects, they're funded by our foundation. Foundation is funded by donations from people in the community. A hundred percent of the money that's donated to this hospital's foundation stays in this community, doesn't go to a parent corporation, it's all used locally. So when I arrived and started this job six months ago, I saw that there were lots of opportunities for us to use the foundation dollars that we already had in an account to do some needed renovation projects. And so I proposed to the leadership team here, all of our department leaders, a series of projects, and they thought those were all a good idea, and then went to the foundation leader board, we have a, a community board that actually it governs our foundation. So it's not us dipping our own hands into this account. It's people from throughout the community that advise us and approve us spending this foundation money on our own projects. So the we have a wonderful foundation board. I've tried to be really nice to them so they'll they'll let me spend spend money. <laughs> So uh, let, let me talk about four big renovation projects, and I guess even before those four renovation projects, there are two projects that are happening right outside my window even as we speak. One is our our emergency department has a parking lot right outside of it. That parking lot has been problematic for probably since the day it was poured forty years ago. You know who, who knows how long how old that parking lot is, but the we decided that instead of just having asphalt lots that continually crack and need to be either replaced or patched and always are buckling in the winter months, that we do something that would actually really fix the problem. And so we worked with a local uh, contractor team that specializes in that work, and they said, we think that your asphalt is just sitting on plain dirt, which is a problem for this climate in the winter so their advice was go down 12 inches of aggregate base and then, and then use concrete. Don't use asphalt, use something that's more permanent. And instead of the normal six inches of concrete in that particular lot, we're going to do eight inches thick. So 18 you know, 12 plus inches, plus eight inches, 20 inches of earth has been removed from that lot and they've already laid out all the new 12 inches of aggregate. That's all there. And then, we were going to do rebar with concrete and the advice was from, from this organization that there's a a a fiber, I don't even remember what they call it, but it was some kind of a fiber structure tubing that use instead of rebar, it's much more, it's stronger and it's less expensive. So we love those two aspects. So they're, they're putting in this fiber infrastructure. They'll pour the concrete In the next couple days, it'll take about a week, and then we have the ER parking lot that could withstand an an, a a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) So, you know, uh, something that where we won't see those lots buckle and with the the cold weather and then the 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 thaws and all those problems that this area seems to have. So that's really exciting. Just just to move forward, and eventually we'll replace all of our parking lots, our visitor lot in front of the hospital, our employee lots, other lots. We're starting with the ER lot because it's in the worst shape and is also a a patient lot, and we really want to focus on patients and make sure they're safe and using our facility. The other project that's happening right now outside my window is in front of the front door of the hospital, we have sidewalks that are literally crumbling. I guess whoever put them in just didn't mix it right or something <laughs> and so, so it, was, it was worse than just you know general slow decay it was this very dramatic uh, everything turned to dust and so they're putting in new sidewalks in front of the hospital right now and then they'll go work over in the emergency lot feathering new sidewalks in that area to the new lot that's just being put in right now so all these projects kind of uh, are working together and kind of building on each other So that leads us back to where I started these four big renovation projects. One has been in play for the past three years. So long before I arrived and that is the, the large uh, operating room suite that we have in the hospital needed some major renovations. And and this work began three years ago where they completely gutted five OR rooms and, and all of the areas and the, the parts of that whole process. To go with it and rebuilt it all so that it's all brand new up to code state-of-the-art because this hospital was built in 1974 next year's our 50th anniversary wow. you know building materials change a lot in 50 years um, healthcare code of, of what mm-hmm. is considered appropriate today a lot different than 50 years ago so and not, not to say there hasn't been you know renovations and upgrade in the past 50 years but this this latest one was a three million dollar renovation that gets us really wonderful operating rooms that that will be state of the art and really perfect for what we need for many years to come. By opening that, so the timeline of, we're just finishing up that three year renovation project and we're currently doing all of our operations in a different building, the building that sometimes we call Outpatient surgery. Sometimes we call it the birthing center. It's our newer building that's on the Parkway. I don't know why we don't have just one name for that building. It's, it's kind of confusing. <laughs> the, the birthing center is on the second floor. Same day surgeries on the first floor, you know, below it. But uh, two very important functions yeah. in this newer building. All of our surgeries are being done in that building. We'll move all of that into the hospital when this renovation is complete. And that leaves that entire first floor of this beautiful new building that was built in 2014 um, unoccupied and that cr- gives us a wonderful opportunity to take our emergency department in the hospital and move it in just around the corner into this other building and it can occupy this first floor of this much newer building it it's a it's incredible because our existing emergency department is tiny and it's tiny because It was built in 1974 when the hospital was built, when the the population of this community was, you know, a couple, maybe 10,000 people. And now there have been oil booms and the the entire region has grown so much. We figure our service area now between about the 30,000 people in Williston and maybe 20,000 more people in the surrounding counties and even into... Western Montana, we figure we have about a 50,000 person catch area for this hospital, Mm -hmm. you know, the surrounding communities. Mm -hmm. So our little tiny 2,953 square feet emergency department has not kept up in the space requirements for the volume of ER patients that we get. We're actually a very busy ER. We're the, the busiest by far in all hospitals in our in our, in our class throughout North Dakota, this part of North Dakota, very, very busy. So, moving the ER into this vacated other building, which we can do because that space is coming back into the hospital. I know it's got musical chairs.
0: Uh,
2: that, that will create the ER of our dreams. Instead of having nine treatment spaces in this tiny ER, we're gonna have 20 rooms with with doors and walls and and, you know with uh, lovely rooms that have windows and bathrooms in them and just it's it's a beautiful space the way they designed it to be our outpatient surgery center it will require minimal renovation Mm -hmm. and we can move very quickly and so my goal was because I like to go fast was to be able to even be in there by the end of this year. That's probably too optimistic simply because there are a couple things left to f- to finish up on the OR renovation yeah. to move that piece before we can start this ER transformation. But it's going to be such a wonderful experience for our patients. Uh, being able to drive right up to that new building, walk in, there's a big lovely waiting area. Now there's be w- lots of wonderful treatment spaces and, and just a word on our the care from our providers some people don't understand that we now use a wonderful company that provides our er physicians it used to be in years past that it was a challenge to get er providers and sometimes in the past there were locums which are traveling providers they'd be here for a little while and then be gone and and you never really knew who you were going to get but we actually partner with a company that just staffs, emergency departments. They do this for 200 hospitals around the country. These are top tier emergency room physicians. They live in major cities. They fly in, they're here, they work a week or two, they fly home and then, and other people come and then, then that same provider comes back. So they're constantly here. They're, they're invested in our community. Working with that company has given us a great amount of stability in our emergency care. And, and because, we're paying this company and they're managing their own providers that they're bringing in from all over the country who are educated in the, the finest medical schools in America. Yeah. That gives us the ability to hold them to very high quality standards, yeah. instead of like a locum where that person was here and then they're gone and you know they're not really bought into our culture or our quality standards. Yeah. It, it's just so much better. The quality of care that happens in our emergency department is really incredible. Now, you know, it's, it's amazing. Okay, so we talked about two projects, the the OR and the ER move. Two more exciting projects to talk about, because why do two when you can do four? Yeah, exactly. So uh, another one that's really exciting for this community is we have an inpatient behavioral health clinic, uh, an inpatient behavioral health unit in the hospital that has not been in operation since 2010. So we used to have inpatient psychiatric services, Uh, 2010, that service was disbanded. The space still exists. It's just a wing of the hospital. And we know that there are significant behavioral needs, not just in Williston, but there are no behavioral beds in all of Western North Dakota. Mm -hmm. The closest ones to Williston are in Minot and Bismarck. So Mm -hmm. there's nothing else. And, you know, with the pandemic and just, you know, life seems to be challenging for, for a lot of people. Behavioral needs just continue to increase yet. There are no more services. So We went to the state and asked them to appropriate some money in the form of a grant The state legislature did appropriate two million Mm dollars and they approved that in the legislative session that ended in April And so now we're working with the state agencies we've applied for that money and we're working out through the contract right now as soon as the contracts worked out and the two million dollars is available to us we'll match that with two million dollars of our own foundation's money so we, here again local money that has been donated to the foundation is now going to help us reopen our inpatient behavioral health and we'll begin as soon as that that state money the two million from the state is available we'll begin uh, the, the actual renovation of this unit we'll have 10 adult inpatient behavioral health, so that's both mental health and acute substance addiction that's appropriate for the inpatient setting. We're partnering with community agencies, you know, there are public, you know, county and state and city agencies that focus on behavioral health needs from a population health perspective those are our partners you know we, we love them and we love the work they do and we're really eager to be integrated with all of the people that work in this space in the community we're starting to meet together to make sure we have behavioral health solution for Williston that has no silos no gaps no difficult access to care you know that it's all just wonderful and seamless you know I, I'm i like to live my my uh, optimistic tower that this is all just gonna be perfect and easy i'm i'm sure there's lots of things to figure out i'm not an expert in behavioral health but i do know that we can do this because yeah. we have really great people yeah the last project that i'll talk about our fourth major renovation project is we have a inpatient unit we call it our med- medical surgical unit that's where people spend the night when they have to stay in the hospital either they're sick or they're injured and that's recovering for a day or two however long they need to spend in the hospital the current med surge unit that we have again built in 1974 like the rest of the hospital the uh, the room sizes tend to be on the small side bathrooms uh, some of them have showers a lot of them don't you have to walk down the hall and use a hallway shower Uh, never popular you know with with patients modern patient care, we want to give our patients all the, 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 the privacy and the, the correct amenities you know, for, for what is needed and expected in, in today's healthcare climate. So we were looking at how could we renovate this med surge unit that has about 25 beds on it into something that is new and, and modernized but there are still patients using it. So you know, how do you renovate a space that's actively being used to treat often very Ill, Ill ill patients the answer is it's almost impossible to do that because it's it's too disruptive to the, the care so we have two areas of our hospital that are being unused one is our old ob unit and one is an old swing bed unit and they happen to just sit uh, parallel to each other and they're just down the hall from med surge. so the idea is to take these unused units and they're they're connected through on a hallway in the a main hallway in the hospital but we'd also build a connector down at the very far ends of the units that jet out that just end in grass at the edge of our lot connect them there and so it's really easy to navigate these two areas and make, turn it into kind of an o and renovate those both so into larger rooms much more comfortable very modern make sure we have full bathrooms in every room everyone gets their own shower, you know? I mean, that, that sounds like such a simple thing, but when you're trying to renovate a 50-year-old building that you're actively using, you know, the logistics of how do we do this, has been, it's been difficult and prohibitive in the past. Mm-hmm. So we're designing how to just basically have new rooms in these areas, renovate them when no one's using them, no one's in them. And then just move MedSurge down the hall and use it, and and then the old MedSurge just is, isn't used anymore. You know, we yeah. we use that for offices, it's something that doesn't involve patient care. But wonderful project, all all focused on how can we provide the very best care for our patients here in Williston, providing modern, appropriate care that you know that that every fifty-year-old hospital needs love and renovation yes. yeah right so that's what we're doing and we'll have to do some more fundraising to get that men search project because even though people have been very generous in funding our foundation we're now going to be spending a lot of money on these very important bread and butter kind of projects these renovations and we'll we'll definitely need to do more fundraising but i want to be very transparent in that all the the efforts we're doing with a with a concert to raise money and all the other fundraising we do, that directly goes to these kinds of projects, and also funds a lot of our clinical equipment. You know, we needed a, a new ultrasound machine, mm-hmm. and the foundation said, "Okay, yeah, we'll we'll fund that." They're not cheap, no. you know. But we needed a new three D digital imaging ultrasound, and so the foundation funds different clinical equipment projects in addition to whatever else the you know, mission related projects that we're doing here in the community
1: yeah i think one of my favorite projects that we funded in the last year um, we are <clears throat> in our oncology um, unit the leonard p nelson family cancer center yeah. um, we introduced a new treatment last year for our patients it's called the scalp cooling treatment oh. um, and it's exactly what it sounds like it's a little cap that our patients put on following their chemotherapy appointments and it cools their scalp and by cooling their scalp immediately after their treatment, it reduces their hair loss by up to 90%. Wow! Um, and because of this treatment, we're, we're the only facility in the common spirit system. It's a little over 140 hospitals and one of two in the state of North Dakota that has this treatment. So it's wonderful, absolutely state-of-the-art, um, but it's not covered by insurance companies yet. So last year when we introduced this treatment, our foundation kicked in um, $10,000 to fund the first 60% of treatment costs for our patients so Aww. that that doesn't have to be a worry for them. We actually did an interview with our first patient to use, this is my favorite story to tell, um, first patient to use our scalp cooling treatment in, over the holidays. And she came in six weeks outside of treatment and was so excited because she was scheduling her first haircut. She should have still been losing her hair, but because mm-hmm. of the scalp cooling treatment and our foundation's ability to help with the funding for to cover the, that cost, she was scheduling a haircut. Wow, it was just such validating yeah. work to see the difference that we're actually making in our patients. And, um, the hospital gives back to the community in, oh, yeah. in a variety of ways. Yeah. One piece that's not commonly known is that every year. Um, our facility covers the cost of healthcare care expenses almost up to three million dollars wow. for patients in the community that are not able to afford healthcare. Mm-hmm. so we ensure that everybody in our community that needs care receives care regardless of what their financial status is so we're here for not just our patients we're here for the whole community and it's it's great it's wow. really rewarding work that we do
0: yeah that's really inspiring too and just to hear you know the story of whenever you can put a person's smile or a smile on a person's face when they're going through cancer Mm -hmm. or any other kind of life-altering um situation that's just that is amazing to hear about the work that you do and how inspirational that is so all right so do you mind if we do just a quick recap about the projects that are going on here at the hospital
2: so our in a recap our four renovation projects are we're getting ready to reopen our operating room surgical suite. That's in the hospital. That's a three-year project that's gone on at a cost of three million dollars. That that move of surgical services back into that area will open up the first floor of our outpatient surgery building. When all of that comes back in the hospital, that enables us to do project number two, bringing our emergency department from the hospital and putting it into this much larger, much beautiful new space in what was outpatient surgery. The third project is we are getting ready to renovate an unused wing of our hospital that was previously used for inpatient behavioral health, and that service stopped in 2010. We're, going, we're about ready to spend $4 million to renovate that wing of the hospital so we can begin inpatient behavioral health. That's both mental health and inpatient substance abuse. The fourth project is we have a medical surgical unit that's 50 years old that needs to be replaced and we're going to replace it by using two other wings of the hospital, renovating them, turning them into one big unit that will have wonderful rooms and full bathrooms so that the old medical surgical unit can just move down the hall into these renovated spaces.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you guys have a lot going on here, and it's going to be so benefit. All of these projects are going to be so beneficial to our Williston community. So thank you so much. Do you guys have like a timeline at all? Or... Yes.
2: So hopefully, we'd like to be have our operating rooms open in the next one to two months. Okay. That's the short term. Then, by far the highest priority is getting our emergency department moved and and reopened in another place that could take maybe about six months give or take a lot of a lot of this depends really on the availability of construction labor you know here in this community there's a lot of building that goes on you have to kind of get in line for the construction companies to be able to come work on your project so as much as we like to really fast we are constrained by it's williston there are you know there's tends to be labor shortages but we'll certainly go as fast as we can the third project of renovating our inpatient psych, we would like uh, we're just finishing or beginning contract negotiations with the state, and then we'll actually begin that that construction work. hopefully in the next six to eight months, that could be up and operational. We're blessed in that we're just renovating a space and not building from scratch. Yeah, The med surge, we're planning all of that renovation right now with architects while we plan the other projects so we're kind of master planning a lot of facility projects but we'll actually need to do fundraising to that to be even to begin the med search project that could be two years down the road you know a lot of it depends on how fundraising goes to be able to to start that project but we want people to know that that this is the work we're doing you know it's the fundamental building blocks of what a hospital does. These are the, the things that we're working on, and, and we're so grateful to the community for all of the support they've given us, the donations they've given to the foundation, and now they'll be able to see with their own eyes how those donations are being used right here in this hospital, this community.
0: Yeah, and speaking of fundraising and donations, we wanna circle it back to the concert, September 9th. That is one easy way for the entire Wilston community to come out and support the foundation and all of these projects. And again, all of the funds raised come back to our local area. Everything stays here. So again, where can people go to buy those tickets? Yep, so uh, Saturday, September 9th is
1: um, Hometown Healing with Clay Walker. They can purchase tickets at Uh, Claywalker.com, benhaggardband.com, or uh, right at uh, the local CHI Williston website.
0: All right, and then where can people go just to learn more about the foundation? Sure, they can
1: go to our local uh, page, um, chisaintalexiashealth.org slash Williston, I think. And then uh, on the left side of the page, there is a link for Williston Foundation. Um, There's information there, or the easiest way is to just give me a call. Um, and or shoot me an email I am happy to chat with anybody at any time about anything
0: okay awesome and then I always like to end these interviews with one question and that is what does community mean to you family
2: say it louder family family Wow <laughs> so minus my I can't do anything in one word I, I, <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm the talker that loves to tell stories and like if you had three hours I'd probably fill that time and answering. Yeah, I'll try to be concise, even though it's not my nature, obviously. Uh, but I I just want to say a word about this community. I, we moved here f- from Maine. We're actually from the west part of the United States, but an adventure took us to Maine where I was a hospital CFO for four years there. And coming here... I didn't know North Dakota, you know, I, I grew up in Washington State, my wife and I raised our children in Utah, we lived in California, we lived in Maine, we've kind of seen the country in, in different aspects, and I, I had no idea what to expect in North Dakota, and from the very first day, the kindness of the, the people in this community was just overwhelming, and it was so genuine, and I, I would be talking to someone, and within five minutes, I felt like that person was an old friend, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I would say why are you so nice you know and it's just just it's just natural you know it's just it's just how people are here so I I tell people I find this community to to collectively be the kindest group of people I've ever met and that's the kind of that's what I call community that's the place where I want to be that's a place where I want to serve where I want to help people um, where I want to jump into service projects they let me call bingo at at, at uh, Bethel Lutheran Home one night. That was the funnest thing I've ever done. And, and, and those eighty-year-old ladies take their bingo very seriously. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but you know, just just there's so many opportunities. You know, to be out in the community doing different things, and so I've got to interact with with groups, with churches, with civic. You know, and being all over the place, interacting, and it's always just incredible. It's wonderful. I think this community is such a gem in the way that people work together and their kindness to each other and you know that's our goal in the hospital to be uh, from a patient care and health care standpoint to mirror that same kindness that we see in the community in providing excellent patient care that's delivered with great compassion and kindness back awesome
1: well this is definitely a unique community it's not Mm -hmm. I'm a military brat so I've lived in 40 different places in my life and I have never lived in a place like Williston I've lived here for three years and it was just supposed to be a brief segue as I continued my journey west and then I bought a house last year so I live here now yep um it's just it has this way of just enveloping people and you feel like you're you know immediately immediately that you belong here and it's it's so unique. You can't put your finger on any one thing. It's just its own crazy unique wonderfulness.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your guys' time, and I'm really excited about this concert coming up on September 9th. Um, Again, the times is at 5 o'clock when it it all kind of kicks
1: off. Yep, doors open at 5. We're giving people two hours to kind of come in, get settled, get a snack from one of our food trucks, um, uh, buy some raffle tickets, that kind of stuff. So uh, doors open at 5, and then um, our opener, Ben Haggard, will go on at 7.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, and,
2: and he sings all of his dad's songs.
0: Oh, bro. yeah. So,
2: <laughs> you'll hear, so it's right. awesome. You'll hear the whole Merle Haggard songbook oh, in his act, which is amazing. And then obviously, Clay Walker needs no introduction.
0: Yeah so amazing well thank you guys so much for bringing such a experience to Williston and for all that you're doing here within the Williston community and with the foundation as well so thanks so much for your time today and I cannot wait to see how these projects go and how the event goes too thank you so much.
2: much thanks Janessa
0: thank you